us, that's, that's a challenge in my own life. We see here, beginning in the first part of the, the passage in, in verse 7, we see this. This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob. Shout for the foremost of the nations. Make your praises heard. The theme of this entire word of the Lord to these people that are living in exile is that they should be a people of, of celebration, that they should be a people of praise. And even though they are still living in exile, even though they are still living in the same predicament a hundred years later, multiple generations have gone now and lived away from their homelands. Even though they have witnessed and, and experienced the hardship of seeing their families separated when first people would leave and be taken into captivity. The elderly often had to be left behind. So families at that moment torn apart, never to see each other again. Children now have been born outside of their homeland, never having seen their homes. And in the midst of living as a people that are, that are foreigners and aliens without rights here, here in that moment, here in 2021, the Lord calls the church, sing with joy for Jacob. Sing with joy for Jacob. This idea, Jacob representing this promise of God. We've talked before about the hesed, the covenant of love that God has given to each one of us. Later, we'll hear God talk about giving joy because of Ephraim. Ephraim is um, exactly the the, the tribe of Jacob where Samaria, the, the capital of the northern kingdom was located. So God is, is calling these people by name, saying, you, my people that I have chosen, Israel, Ephraim, it's time to celebrate. And it might seem out of touch. And I think this is where it challenges me as I look at God's word for us today, thinking about the need of the world and people that are going through hardship it's hard for me, it's hard for me to, to look at someone and then call them into praise and call them into celebration. It's even hard for me to myself, allow myself to be called into celebration and called into praise when I know of the hardship that's around me. This is a challenge for me to hear this. When even before we, we jumped into the, into the <laughs> COVID life and COVID rhythms, even before that, I remember when I came back from Honduras 10 years ago, it's been fun on Facebook because I'm getting all these memories popping up, the 10 years ago memories. It's when Christy and I were living in, in Honduras. So all these past months, I've been seeing all these flood of memories from our time there. And I remember when I first came back and not soon after I came and became to be a part of this beautiful church, I remember feeling often conf like the ongoing conflict within me. As we here in the United States with such abundance, and I often had a hardship of feeling and, and wanting to experience the abundance and, and the joy of life here, remembering the hardship of my brothers and sisters in other parts of the world. I'm sure it's been the same for some of you. There are times in which 
you can enter into the richness of, of, of the blessing of God now. But then remember the hardship of somebody else, whether it be here in your own community in, in this country or, or somewhere else in the world. And it, it can begin to change your focus. And for me particularly, there have been times where I have felt like it would be um, irresponsible for me to begin to celebrate and to, and to, and to have a party, <laughs> knowing that there are other people going through such hardship. This morning, there are, there are numerous people that we all know that have COVID. There are people that we know that have COVID today. And they are, some of them are even in the hospital struggling to simply breathe. And in the midst of that, again, we hear these scriptures, sing with joy for Jacob, shout for the foremost of the nations, make your praise be heard. Make your praise be heard. It's like on the way to <laughs> worship this morning, God said, I know there's all this hardship, but make sure you hit Party City on the way in because we're supposed to have a party. We're supposed to be celebrating. And again, it's hard for me to hear it because I'm thinking about all the needs and all the hardship that's surrounding us until you begin to look why God calls us to be a party people. See, I will bring them from the land of north and gather them from the ends of the earth. I will do this, says God. Among them will be the blind and the lame. So God's saying among them will be the most vulnerable of the earth. Expectant mothers and women in labor, a great throng will return. Immediately that begins to calm my heart and my feelings, knowing that God is fully aware of the people that I am concerned about. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water. God sees that people are in desperate times. And he recognizes this. I don't need to be worried that God doesn't see what I see. <laughs> God sees those people. And he will even lead them beside the streams of water on a level path. They will not stumble. And why? God says, because I am Israel's father, because I am the church's daddy, because I have entered into covenant with you. Jacob, the symbol of God's hesed, the symbol of God's loving, faithful kindness, his covenant, his contract with each one of us. God says, I am making good on that contract. I'm making good on that covenant. It's like when he, it's like he's, he's the faithful partner in the marriage. And at the altar, he gave the rings to us. And he said, I do and I will be there for you through sickness and in health. And he says, I am that person. They will come with shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. And my favorite, the end of verse 12, they will be like a well-watered garden. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. And I will satisfy the priest with abundance 
and my people will be filled by my bounty. It's like the great Christmas song, God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. And the whole chorus keeps coming back to this idea found right here in the scripture in verse 13, comfort and joy, tidings of comfort and joy, even amidst 21 and 2020 and the mess that we are in, even, even now, this very moment, as you remember people that are going through hardship or in your own life, God's call this morning is to be a people of good tidings, comfort and joy, singing with joy for Jacob, shouting for the foremost of the nations, making our praises heard. Celebrating amidst the hardship is perhaps one of your greatest acts of faith. Being a person that's willing to celebrate amidst your own hardship is perhaps one of your greatest acts of faith. Celebrating amidst the hardship of someone you love is perhaps one of your greatest acts of faith. Because when you're celebrating as a, as a Christ follower, what you're doing is you're, you're acting on your hope that God is good, that God is faithful, that the future is being written by him for your goodness. So when you are celebrating now for something that you don't see yet, this is perhaps your greatest act of faith as a Christ follower. Jeremiah, the prophet, speaking to the people in exile, is calling the church today to rise up as we begin 2020, to rise up and be a people that are celebrating, that are people that are coming. And every week we throw a party together as a church. We come around a table and we celebrate a meal together, celebrating that covenant of God, his love for you. And the outflow today of our worship together is, are you going to celebrate? Are you going to be a person of praise today, even admit, even among and amidst the hardship that you are living in? And I can't help but now ask, how are you going to be a party person? <laughs> how are you going to be celebrating the goodness of God in your life as you begin 2021? What can you do? There are, there are many creative ways that you can be cultivating, that you can be cultivating this type of a life where you are in constant celebration of what God is doing and what God is going to be doing. And as Jeremiah asks us to do here, to be celebrating what God is going to be doing and what God has done. He says, for the Lord has done this. The Lord has redeemed, and the Lord will bring them back. 
the Lord has redeemed you on the cross, and the Lord will be bringing you into eternal life. Now, one last thing. I see a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of teachers, leaders, pastors talking today and, and this past week about um, being filled with, being filled with the faith as we enter into this next chapter of our lives together. And my concern, though, is that oftentimes when we when we think about this, it's as if we fill ourselves with faith so that, for instance, we won't ever get COVID. <laughs> Or we fill ourselves with faith so that we somehow will be kept from death. Or we're filled with faith so that somehow that new job will come. Church, my friends, my brothers and sisters, the call is to be filled with faith and to celebrate because we have something better than all that coming. The call is to be filled with faith and to celebrate because even in death there is hope. The call is to celebrate today because that person that we know that perhaps in the next couple weeks might even be taken by COVID. We celebrate nonetheless because we know that to be absent from the body is to be with the Lord. Because we know that in God's goodness, while we can't always understand what's happening, we celebrate because God's goodness, nevertheless, in spite of what we see, is redeeming, has redeemed all things and has created a goodness for your future that you could barely imagine. So today you rise up and you celebrate. Today we leave here as a people that we're constantly throwing little parties in our hearts, knowing that something is coming that's better than we could ever imagine. Knowing that as the church, we have been redeemed. Knowing that as the people that God has created, that we have been given the Messiah. And this Messiah has promised to come again. We're going to say those words, that this, this Messiah has promised to come again. And we're throwing a party now as one of the greatest acts of faith that we can do because we put our hope in what is coming. Let's pray. Lord, we give you, we give you our praises today. We shout with joy for Jacob. And we make our praises heard because not to be filled with some shallow emotional energy, but because we're putting our faith in your promises. So, Lord, I ask as we now go into 2021 and, and as as we as a church continue to do this together, that you would give us the heart or the vision to be a people of your party, of your table, to be a people of celebration because we do trust that you are good and that's worth celebrating. Lord, and amidst the hardship and of those around us, Lord, we pray for, for those we know who are going through the battle now. Benito or the family of Pastor Beteta or various people we know within our church like Ismael and his family. Lord, we, we know so many people that have been touched by this. So we lift them up specifically today in the midst of our celebrating that we know that you are good and you're working in their lives in ways that perhaps we can't even see. So let us worship and praise and celebrate keeping in full view that there is brokenness but that you've got it. <laughs> that you lead the throng back that include the blind, the lame, expectant mothers, women in labor. Lord, you know who needs the greatest help. 
Yes, Lord, lead them beside those still waters on that level path where they will not stumble because you are Israel's father and we, Ephraim, are your firstborn. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Let us celebrate.